Hi everyone, it's me, your boy, Milo here, and you're probably thinking, why am I hearing my voice? Well, I'm not actually on this episode, but I did produce it because Nate is in New York, so I got to experience the hell that is Nate's life every week, and to be honest, I cannot wait to go back. But uh, Riley asked me to put a little announcement at the start of this episode that uh, if you're looking for the free Commie Book Club episodes, uh, they're available on the Patreon feed but you don't have to pay to access them. So like if you uh, if you sign up to Patreon and put the RSS into your podcast app or just go on Patreon, go on our pa- Patreon page, you can uh, listen to those episodes for free, but you just have to do it via the Patreon. Uh, so if you're into your comic book club, but you're not a patron and you want your free episode, then uh, hit us up on the Patreon page and you can get those for free. Cheers, guys. Okay, one more time. I, on I was, I was expecting one. a mark there. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. So say three, two, one, mark, okay. and then when you say mark, everyone clap. Okay. Three, two, one, mark. Close enough. Yeah. Um, Cl- close enough for government work. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Milo. Milo can produce it. Welcome to this week's free episode of Trash Future. I'm Riley. You may remember me from all the other previous shows. I'm in here with Hussein on the boards. On the boards, on the boards. I very rarely get to go on the boards. Um, so this is like, yeah, it's like a kid being, uh, getting their dad coming to work. Mm. Well, where they get to come to their dad's work and then they end up accidentally losing like a quarter of a million because they pressed like two <laughs> buttons on the keyboard. It's a, it, it's a rare Hussein. Like, yes. Like rare, po- post, post rare Husseins. <laughs> Everyone in our Discord, post rare Husseins. We also I, have. Yeah, I was. We, I was going to say final thing that like I am actually now on the Discord, so I'm going to like post some stuff. Finally, at last. We also have Alice phoning in from Glasgow. Hello. And we have uh, Street Fights Brian Quinby. Brian, Hi. how you doing? <laughs> from Ohio, from just out Brian. of bed. <laughs> <laughs> from Ohio, from bed, the two most exciting places in the entire yeah. world. Um, yeah, it's another, it's another transatlantic cast today and we got a whole fuck ton of shit to get through. Um, but I want to, uh, I want to just start us out. I'm going to jump right in. I kind of want to get this out of the way at the beginning, right? Um, a few days ago, uh, crossing from across the channel from the continent, um, 39 people in the back of a refrigerated truck, uh, died because they suffocated. They were sneaking, they were basically coming in, sneaking in, smuggling in, whatever. They were fleeing, you know, poverty and destitution. Uh, And then they died, and they died because of our insane fucking border policy. And it makes me very, very mad. It makes me very, very sad. And I don't quite know how to handle it uh, because it just keeps on happening in Europe, which is held up by America quite often as some kind of progressive paradise. Yeah, and I mean, this is unusual only in that it's a large concentration of deaths in one event, rather than the sort of steady trickle which we're yeah, used I mean, to. Brian, this happens all the time in, in the southwest of the US, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, people do definitely die at the border. I don't, I, I'm so far away from it that like I'm kind of more divorced from it than even so, like somebody in Texas or something like that probably deals with it a lot. It's so it's very it's like uh 
it seems like on, it's happening in a far off land when you're up in Ohio. Of course, yeah, because here it's like <laughs> we're we're like the size of Ohio. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, mm. yeah. Like it just like that whole part of the country is totally different than this. It's like a like like honestly, like you guys have it right over there. We should be like five or six, maybe seven different countries over here. Oh yeah. So like it, it just feels it. I I like uh, I I I feel the hopelessness. I I the same way because it's just like there's like there's not an ice detention center where I live to go protest or anything like that. Like if I want to do that, I have to get on an airplane and like go somewhere and do it. So it's, and like, you know, this terrible thing is happening, but it's not like in plain sight necessarily. Me and Brett, me and Brett, uh, early, it could probably happen now. Actually, we're talking about like just paying somebody like of, uh, 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 shitty full-time job rate to just sit outside and organize in front of uh ice detention centers <laughs> that, is a, that is a sick idea <clears throat> you can yeah, like, probably, you was, can, yeah, you probably like find someone on fiverr to do that for you well you could i mean we have so many people hanging around just like kind of hanging around the show that do artwork for us and stuff for a yeah. hundred dollars here two hundred dollars there whatever where it's like, we can give you like $3,000 a month. You just go sit in front of the place and have people come to it. <laughs> it's like, it's like the Andrew Yang policy, but better. So, um, yeah. so what's hmm. happened over here, though, right, in, is this one event. It's grabbed some headlines. But the way in which it's grabbed headlines has been infuriating. Because it's all focused on three people who've been arrested on suspicion of people smuggling. Which just assumes that like people smuggling just happens. It's not as though it's created by militarized borders that make it completely illegal to exist. Yeah. No, th- these 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 three guys just decided on a whim to like ship a bunch of people over in an airtight truck and like for no real reason. Yeah. And Right, that's how they report on fentanyl here. I think is the same way where it's like uh where it's like 35 people died in Ohio because some drug dealer was selling poison fentanyl, you know? And you're like, I don't yeah. think that's and, what happened. And that, 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 that's the reason why they do it, is just to be like the Joker and be like an agent of chaos. Yeah, yeah. It's, like the, it's just like the adult version of the razor blade candy apple shit. It's like, oh, there are just some evil people out there doing evil things. And most importantly, it's not us. So, like, our home secretary, mm. Preeti Patel, which for Americans would be, I think, our equivalent to, like, you know, whichever member of the Burger King Kids Club Donald Trump has made home secretary in the U.S. Um, oh, sorry, home secretary, minister of the interior in the U.S., rather. Or whatever you guys call your people. <laughs> it's, it's it's like a combination of, like, Homeland Security, Attorney General, and uh, Department yeah, of like the Interior. Yeah, it's like Rudy. It's just Rudy Giuliani. And, yeah, and so what basically what they've done is their policy is that's this thing called the hostile environment, which the, our British listeners know all about, but for Americans, it basically means that the border is everywhere. Like, if you want to go to the doctor, you've got to prove that you that you have to, you can be here legally. Uh, our immigration police just exist all over the country. The landlord's an immigration uh, officer, which I'm sure they love doing, to be to be perfectly honest. Your bank's an immigration officer. Mm-hmm. Every time you con- come in contact with the state, you're going to have to prove your nationality constantly. And, the, and like they send around vans telling people to go home if they're like here illegally, all that shit. 
it's wild. The vans don't happen so much anymore. It's, now anymore. Just, it's more like letters. Yeah. So they send you like polite letters being like, we are going to deport you. There's a lot of we're watching you. Right. The UK, the UK is a fucking snitch country. Yeah. Um, well, what I, what I was going to say was that like, I saw like the converse of this, which was I saw like a bunch of like boomer memes on Facebook which were people like defending the lorry driver who was kind of caught up in this on the basis that like, um, uh, you know, that he wasn't actually a people smuggler and he wasn't really doing anything. Like he wasn't aware that like there were people in his van and everything, which like, I feel like it's by the by base more just like it didn't really kind of, it, it, it goes back to Riley's thing, which is that it didn't really touch on the issue, which is, hey, why does this keep happening? Because I was gonna say that like, I live quite close to Dover well, like my parents live quite close to Dover, so like I hear about these kinds of casualties and like deaths quite often um, through borders and stuff. But usually it's just like one or two people, or you have those stories about like people who have been like seriously injured by like lorries as they're trying to kind of get into the UK. I think like the big the gravity of this was that you were such like a high number, and we hadn't really seen that. Like we haven't really seen a number like that before. Yeah, well, not since 2005 anyway. Right. Where basically uh, what happened was, uh, and this, again, also um, like people from Fujian in China mm. were just ushered onto a bay to go pick like scallops or something. Yeah. Um, and then by their boss, and then their like, you know, semi slave driver boss just left them there to die when the tide came up. And like, if the government just stopped. If the if the UK government just stopped its hostile environment policy or whatever the predecessor was, yeah. it wouldn't have happened. But it can't like this is the thing like it can't. Um, uh, but yeah. uh, Home Secretary so P- Pretty Patel tweeted, uh, "We're shocked and saddened by this tragic incident in Greys. Essex Police have a of course arrested, you are. Of course Essex you Police are. has arrested an individual. He must give them space to conduct their investigation." This is the same Pretty Patel who said that she doesn't need lectures on from the North London Metropolitan Elite dog whistle um, that on 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 keeping a strong border on the country, right? So you got what you wanted. You're shocked and saddened because you got precisely what you wished for. Right. You wanted boatload. You wanted to make this country so militarized around the border that it would just be. You wanted to put machine guns on the on Dover that would just mach, that would just fucking perforate French tourists just in case they were trying to claim benefits. I feel Congratulations. like yeah. I feel like that's the natural conclusion because actually, what you are, you know, for what it's worth, like this is actually, you know, this was genuinely the point. Um, I think that when like the refugee crisis. Um, was kind of at its peak between like 2015 and 16 and you had like 10 no, you know up to hundreds of people dying in the Mediterranean every day and like a casual accepted answer was like well there's nothing we can really do about it all the way to like you know um, funding like the Libyan Coast Guard which will send like these refugees to effectively death camps anyway um, yeah, or or, or slave right, or like slave auctions, depending. Uh, you know the the fact that like uh like like slavery has been like a huge issue in this country for like over you know over a decade, and so much of this was done under like Theresa May as Home mm. Secretary. Oh yeah, this Brian, is- I don't know if you knew that, but uh, there's a huge slavery problem in the UK. <laughs> I, I didn't know. We have one of those too over here, actually, <laughs> with our prisons. Huh? Weird how that keeps happening. I, I, 
I was actually kind of refreshed there in a way. I, I know she's bad, probably, the, the secretary. Mm-hmm. But for somebody to, like, be shocked and saddened about immigrant death is, like, kind of like, wow, that's like, we're we're not even at the, that level yet. You you're, know? you're not <laughs> even like, doing performative we're, regret. <laughs> yeah, we're still at, like, well, they should have stayed in their home country if they wanted to live. So, <laughs> well, I mean, well, I mean, in, the U.S. is effectively like the Telegraph comment section as a government. So, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But also, it's like Diane Abbott, the late Labor Shadow Home Secretary, who could be really good on this, has also totally fucked it. She said, "Our position is that mm-hmm. if we were in power, there's a number of steps that need to be taken to make sure something like this can't happen again." Now, the correct answer is dismantle the entire like fascist hostile environment completely and then create safe and legal ways to immigrate to the country but she said the first step is to look at security at these smaller east coast ports that's the first step <sighs> you're supposed that's look, not... if there weren't a lot of cops in this country the bbc couldn't keep commissioning cop dramas well, speaking of the bbc in fact and this is sort of the capstone i'll put on this before we move on uh, BBC Question Time has decided that it, its its main question in the day after this happened, the day after, was they they proposed a question to the panel: Would stricter border checks save lives? Presumably by dissuading people from coming here entirely, as though we just they need to come to our like suburban town centers and go to like go to the club that smells like sort of vomit and stale WKD. You can't, mm. you just can't get enough. Britain's so fucking great. Well, the thing is, like, if you die, it, it like if you die in Songat or the Mediterranean or Libya or uh, the Sahara, that doesn't count. It's just don't really, you don't really yeah. die. Um, whereas if, if if you die in Britain, you if die you in d- real life. God, yeah, it's like if you die here, then it's a new, then it's a problem. If you die elsewhere, then the border policy is working, because much like the U.S. sort of seems to make its border policy to pander to people who sort of wake up every morning and check under their bed for MS-13, uh, Britain's border policy seems to be pandering to guys who, like, go to the pub and imagine how they would beat up Al-Qaeda if they ever wandered into their town. I mean, as liberal as it, that uh, reform, like, that kind of reform talk is about as liberal as it gets here. You know, it's like, uh, there's there's people in, like, kind of our circles that are like, uh, open the borders. I don't give a shit who comes in here. And then like the only normal people are like, well, we still need to like have (laughs) like a 45 hour line to get into the border. And we got to like spray them with like pesticides and stuff like that before we let them in. (laughs) (laughs) Having like a a reasonable pragmatic policy of only having like a 20 foot barbed wire. Yes, yes, that's exactly (laughs) what it is. Because, like, I, I just, like, every argument I get in is, like, why do you even fucking care who comes here? Like, why, like what what is the big worry who, of the people that are going to come here that are mostly, like, just coming here to either, like, be with their family or, or like, work a job that's barely going to pay them? Like, what's the worst that they're going to do to you? And they oh, never like- have an answer for that. Actually, I'll, I'll, I'll tell a funny story. Because uh, because they won't hear it. Uh, my my father my 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 uh, father in law uh, yelled at me one time when when there was a story about an immigrant caravan coming into the country, and uh, he was like uh, he was like uh, they're they're gonna bring fucking diseases. Those people they don't get vaccinations. 
and the guy has fucking two grandkids that didn't get vaccinated because their parents are anti-vaxxers. <laughs> <laughs> so like that kind of thing is like uh it, it is like such a weird fucking thing like there's no real good reasons why the border just can't even just be open you know it, it used to be hmm. it, it, it's like it's all these things right where as soon as you have something you can't imagine life before it we didn't have these punitive border checks like what 15 years ago even we didn't even have a border yeah, like, to speak of 100 years ago it, it, it was it's psychically important to a lot of these guys i think that somebody somewhere is suffering like yeah you can't uh, overstate the importance he, i think of that yeah like i'm yeah, doing better but, than somebody is like i mean i i always thought that was just like a uniquely american thing where it was like oh no 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 we we got we got where it was like every single person is like uh well yeah i mean I hate it that people suffer, but, you know, they didn't work as hard as me, so it's good that I'm better than them. Yeah, yeah I, I worked hard to get born here. Um, yeah. yeah. Anyway, we, but we've got, uh, we've got quite a bit, so I do want to move on to something slightly lighter, allegedly lighter, that might end up not being. Um, so I've got, I've got a startup here, so um, I'm going to uh, I'm gonna say the name, and I want everyone to guess what they think it does. The name is Vak. Vak. Excuse me. V a a k. Vak. Vak. Is it Klingon? <laughs> Maybe. Vak. Yes. Vak. Plastics extrusion is what I think yeah. it does. <laughs> okay. Yep. You know, Brian, I like a I like a guess that's actually like something because usually my fucking <laughs> no, usually my hoggish co-host will say something along the lines of, "Oh, is it the, is it a movie from the 1990s? Uh, is it is, is it a sex dildo company that extrudes the yes. sex dildo? Yes, exactly. So, unfortunately, however, you're wrong. Is, is no, it you're right. wrong. Is it is it f- phrenology tools but yes. the company yes. is based yes in, it is it is uh, phrenology Amsterdam. tools it is phrenology tools it's based in japan oh damn okay vak what okay Vark. what's their phrenology Vark deal operates a human analysis platform with behavior recognition for prevention of blank hey uh, can i ask are they the fucking psychos that are putting uh those necklaces on people that tell like when they're having conversations at no, work, or like walking around and stuff. You, do you know what I'm talking about? Like yeah, the, yeah, the we metric we, thing. We did them. We did. We we did. We actually did that startup already on a previous episode on a premium. Okay. Uh, no, Vak just prevents one thing. Uh, miscegenation. <laughs> There's probably not going to be a funnier guess than that. So I'm going to say this. It, now all the websites in Japanese, so I had to like find other other sources. So. Vak is, you have to learn Japanese Vak for this. is watching you and knows a crime is about to take place before it happens. It's minority report. Say yeah, precog shit. Yep. Awesome. It's, minor- it's minority report, but again, it's real Quite and stupid. it probably doesn't work that well. Is so, it the is that it's so it's that's the surveillance thing that catches shoplifters before they do it, right? So yes, they've developed an AI software that hunts for potential shoplifters using footage from security cameras, checking for fidgeting, restlessness, and other suspicious body language. I was just, <laughs> I was, look, I was just in the store last night, uh, in like I was high on drugs, and I was wearing a hoodie and a pair of sweatpants that like were big hoodie, and like I was kind, I'm always fidgety. I'm like a fidgety guy. 
And uh, I, as I was walking out, that that news story like popped in my mind that was like, they fucking are definitely that would think I was shoplifting for sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know? so, so, solidarity to the like naturally suspicious yes, person. Yes, I am. Because like I, I, I can't wait to get tackled by like a Tesco SWAT <laughs> team because I miss a day of my meds and I'm just like slightly twitchier than <laughs> usual. Like so. not no like for real. Like everybody I know, I, well, not my my wonderful wife or or my daughter, or that they're normal. But like every male that I know mm-hmm. looks like a fucking shoplifter. Like all my friends, look yeah. Like you just you just have that vibe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm- I mean the wor- the worst thing is that when you have the shoplifting vibe, and then you get stopped or whatever on the the time when you're not shoplifting and you're like mm-hmm. i wasn't even gonna rob you today i just i was just wearing big pants so that is actually a good day for me I, like i have a really good memory of that happening i was like at a cd store and this guy thought i shoplifted an icp cd <laughs> which, <laughs> which, like, I, very <laughs> on brand for street <laughs> which i already had the cd like so why should i shoplift it anyway <laughs> And uh, he came and chased me out of the store. He's like, give me the ICP CD back. And I was like, go and search me, dude. Go and search me. And he searched me and he didn't find anything. So it was that was satisfying. <laughs> it's like, no, I already own it, you fucker. Yeah. I, I'm, like, I'm like the opposite of that, though. I feel like if I'm going to get searched, it better be because I've done yeah. something. So, so the goal is prevention. If the target is approached and asked if they need for help, there's a good chance the theft never happens. So that's the idea. They recognize. Well, that's why they have they recognize greases, that you're right? about like, to step about to steal because you're just going in there and like not standing perfectly still with a resting heart rate of like seventy, and then just and then you just get approached and said hello to. But they also work with police. So um, this is from from um, the famously uncorrupt Japanese yes. police. Well, this is from press. Um, they used it last year to successfully track down one person who shoplifted from a convenience store in Yokohama, and it turns out he was like just an 80-year-old man who forgot. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Worth it. Th- th- this cost only 300 billion yen. <laughs> yeah. And it just, it, they, they managed to just, they basically used it just to harass the elderly. Yeah, just it's literally that the, they did the um, the Dark Knight thing where Bruce Wayne tapped everybody's <laughs> phones and like Lucius Fox is like, no, we can never do this again. I, I resign. It's a huge civil liberties imposition. It's that, but for like finding a guy who left the meter running slightly too long. <laughs> I mean, what what is like really honestly? What is the point of something like this when like? I, at least in America, for sure, the supermarkets have all written off uh, shoplifting as like a thing that they even care about anymore. It seems like I mean, there's like a veneer of like, "Hey, don't steal." There's cameras everywhere, you know. But like, they put no the the manned cash registers don't even run anymore. Really, oh, yeah. most of the day, it's all self checkout and like. You read a news story every two weeks about how, like, oh, you know, 60% of people steal from self-checkout. So, you know what? Like, just fuck it. You might as well just let people steal because people are paying for most of the stuff anyway. There's no, like, they've already written it off. Developing technology isn't going to, like, stop it from happening. We're, they're lucky we're not, like, just walking in there and taking stuff and walking out. (laughs) 
It's, it's, it's actually, it's anarchism in action because if we de facto pay what you want. Yeah, it like, is. Uh, and, and I also think like, I, I mean, they, they have like gotten rid of the people that work at the cash registers. Like in, 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 in Columbus, Ohio, there's a, well, it's all over the country. There's a place called Kroger where they used to like bag your groceries for you. And then there's a company called Aldi where like the whole thing was everything's. Aldi. Okay, so everything's cheaper at Aldi because they don't bag for you, right? Yeah. They don't like get the carts and stuff. At Kroger, uh, they were supposed that was that's luxury, right? Like, oh, I'm mm. gonna go in there. They're gonna bag my groceries. They're gonna put them in a fucking cart and they're gonna take them out to my car for me. They got rid of all of that, and now I'm like not only like ringing up the groceries, but I'm bagging the groceries and I'm putting them in my cart and yeah. I'm taking them out to my car. So fuck, you've saved so much money. You might as well just let people steal. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know, you're basically just tipping yourself at that point. Yes, uh, but yeah, I mean, you're you, you're working for them. You might as well take a <laughs> side. The brave, the 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 brave politician, which doesn't exist, but that goes out and insists that you deserve to be paid a wage for ringing up your own groceries will be a huge success. Hundred <laughs> percent of the vote. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Vac says that's actually what emotional labor Vac is. Says they want to install. They want to upgrade from just shoplifting detection, though, to murder and terrorism detection at airports, shopping malls, <laughs> and are in talks with government bodies in the U.S., Singapore, and UAE to introduce the service. Fucking, I'm gonna be in I'm, prison. Okay. I'm gonna be in prison now. See, because yeah. I feel murderous yeah. all the time. Im- imagine, and just imagine, like the UAE or Qatar with just cameras everywhere, just detecting someone who isn't either a citizen of the country or like on a seven-figure salary, and just tell, just trebucheting them out of the yeah, out of the I country. Mean, I mean, it's, it's definitely like it definitely can't go wrong, and. Um, yeah, there definitely won't be a situation where someone will, you know, uh, an enemy of the state who was definitely murdered will actually be considered to be fine because the, the tape is kind of played backwards. Oh, yeah, they'll just play his entire life's tape backwards. Right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> J- Jamal Khashoggi walking the, backwards I mean, out of was, the embassy how, and then all the way to his how house. Could, how could this... I mean, they did prevent him from shoplifting very How effectively. could this man murder someone else when his eyes are, perfect, like, are, are perfectly separate from each other? <laughs> so, um... Yeah, also, any guesses as to who funds uh, the company that wants to put cameras detecting every crime everywhere and all, all over every country? SoftBank. Ah, the same da, 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 da. people who fund WeWork. Interestingly, Spoiler. WeWork, back when it was a company, uh, used the same technology. Regular listeners of the show will know this. To install cameras and motion sensors all around every single one of their offices to determine that people want coffee in the morning, but to do it using numbers. I sort of, I, I, I actually, WeWork makes me sad because uh, they knocked down a very cool old building in, in my city to build a WeWork. And now it looks like it's going to go out of business. This, this, this is true in London as well. So like I went running the other day and there's like a place in Aldgate East, which used to be like this old kind of chapel, this really like beautiful old chapel. And it's a WeWork now. Yeah. And like what they've done, because you've got like these kind of very old stone walls, and I guess like the city of London just won't let them, didn't let them knock it down, was that they've put like a thing of glass. They've put like a glass kind of, uh, uh, the glass panels around it. So you go in and this looks super, super weird. Yeah. But fancy. Mm. It's fancy. People like to work at a fancy place. So they, <laughs> they put glass everywhere. Now, I was depressed because like it's not even open yet. And it's like, 
in 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 America, at least, they are like basically any building that's older than like fifteen years old. They knock it down and they put a co working place in it or like a, a condo yeah. complex so it, it was like real depressing to see that one of them's a we work and it's like damn that one didn't even like need to be built really <laughs> it's a t- not no point not even not yeah. even it's fail it's failing to deliver even on its stated aims which we know are bullshit but yeah. speak so but i do want to discuss this old standby of the show a certain mired in controversy real estate for a masquerading as a tech company with a sky high valuation so as we know on october 9th nine days after WeWork shelved its plans for an ipo the cfo of compass Kristen ankerbrandt um sent her staff a memo of talking points talking about all the ways in which compass isn't we work it's not we work everyone that's always a good yeah. sign that's a great sign. Uh, I, I love to get an email to all staff from the CFO that says everything's fine. Stop as stop comparing us to bubble. What bubble? We're just we're just in a, we're just a normal tech company that doesn't have any technology. But so, um, it's your Barone yeah, sanitation we're, we're, strikes again. We're, we're like a Sopranos tech company. We are Webistics. So. She wrote, over the past few weeks, we have seen comparisons being drawn between Compass and WeWork simply because we share SoftBank as our major investor. <laughs> we have seen them through this network of cameras that we've installed in all of <laughs> To be clear, our businesses are very different in terms of business model, capital structure, customers, culture, most importantly, and investments. <laughs> Which I think is very, very funny because... We're going to go into what Compass is a little bit, and spoiler alert, it's exactly the same. It's an identical thing. Um, so, uh, the CEO, Robert Refkin, said, there's nothing about what's happening at WeWork that changes what's happening at Compass. He added that he hasn't even followed the office space company's failed IPO, saying, I do not have any viewpoint on WeWork as a company. Damn, that's king shit. Yeah, what, what's, a, what's a truck? You know? <laughs> that's king shit. Yeah. Um, so what is Compass exactly? It's a real estate agent. That's it. <laughs> it's a real estate agent. And they make all their money by buying up brokerage firms all over the United States with high producing real estate agents at them and targeting the most expensive property in the country. Um, and that's all they do. Huh. That sounds familiar yeah. to, a certain, to a certain other real estate company, which also buys very expensive buildings yeah, in but major the dif- cities. The difference is WeWork was a place to work, whereas Compass is a place to live. See, I thought it was like because Compass has fruit in their kind of free-flavored water, whereas WeWork has vegetables. <laughs> That's like, You need your five a day from either your co-working <laughs> space or your real estate company. Now, to be fair, their business model is different, um, but it's, not, it's only different in as much as a real estate broker versus an office space uh, lender is different. But... Neither of them are technology companies, not that being a technology company is a thing. So here is their mission statement. Um, Everybody do hold on to something because this is a doozy. Embracing myself. Compass is a real estate company with a purpose. Our mission is to help everyone (laughs) find... A tradwife real estate company? (laughs) Our mission is to help everyone find their place in the world. See, I thought every time a company says that they're a company with a purpose... I think that they're going to be like, well, we're for each apartment that you rent, we're going to give an apartment to a kid in like a third world country that needs food. <laughs> so at least it's better than that. Like, yeah. That's like the model. I, 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 uh, uh, for Street Fight, we watch Shark Tank a lot. And it's like every every like 
low rent, small business idiot that comes walking through there will say like, uh, so, uh, yeah, I'm making these, uh, these nice flip flops and, uh, each pair of flip flops I sell, I send one to a kid in an African country that doesn't have flip flops. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I think when I think of a purpose, you know, however, I, I want a I want a real estate company that just doesn't have a purpose, and their mission statement is like we're a real estate company that's gonna fuck around and find <laughs> we're not out. Gonna do anything. We're so- a real estate company that's gonna make you fucking sign contracts. It's like the whole yeah. thing. You, 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 just, you just go in and it's one guy playing just playing PlayStation and smoking weed, but he said he's a tech company, so SoftBank has given him a billion dollars. So what's it valued at? So it's got more than 13,000 agents nationwide that it just acquires brokerages and acquires brokerages like locally. And so now it's valued at $6.4 billion, <laughs> which is more than seven times the market cap of like the nation's largest brokerage conglomerate well, actually, that has yeah. way more agents. But actually relatively small in terms of like the other SoftBank investments in terms of how much they're like supposedly valued at. Yeah, true. Like, I, you tell me about numbers like, oh, actually that seems pretty reasonable compared to a lot of the stuff I've read over the past few days. But, like, it's, it's one of these things, right? <laughs> We're just like... WeWork was valued at five times the la- size right. of its largest competitor. <laughs> Compass is valued at like seven times its largest its largest competitor. But that's just because SoftBank keeps giving it money. Yeah. It's almost like this is some kind of scheme. Yeah. A scheme, you know, uh, what, a Fonzarelli based, scheme? A Fonzie scheme? Based on like a certain Irish architectural yes, structure. Indeed. Uh, so, so I want to get in the like I why can't I get in the part in a Ponzi scheme like that's what bothers me is like I want a bunch of money too well, and nobody's willing yeah, to just that, hand like, me the, a bunch of money. The, the the original Ponzi guy was just was just a guy <laughs> who was like yeah give me some money hey, and Ponzi. then I'll make you some more money. <laughs> I'm gonna do yeah, it. I pretty much. Start a Ponzi. I, <laughs> yeah, you I got gotta start it. a Ponzi scheme. Like that I, that yeah. seems like the best scheme. That's the real Horatio Alger shit. Yeah. It, I think the thing I like about the Ponzi scheme is that you don't have to like make anything or do any work or anything like that. You just have to say, give me some money. But plus, how often do you have a scheme? You know, that's not one crucial thing about the Ponzi scheme, though, is that you need to post on LinkedIn and Instagram a lot about how you're waking up at five in the morning and listening to Malcolm Gladwell audiobooks at double speed. And you have to do it in poetry form. Like, this is something I figured out today. Instagram poetry. Um, So LinkedIn poetry. Last year. Uh, Compass sold $3.4 billion in homes and made a profit of nothing. It lost an enormous amount of money. This happens. So why? Because they're a tech company. Compass, they say, uh, this is the, the head of investment at SoftBank describing Compass. Here we go. Are we ready, Are we ready for some horse shit? Yes. I, I, I want to hear the worst reason you could give somebody $6.4 billion. To be fair, valuation. They, they would have given them probably some hundreds of millions for a certain percent, but... Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. okay so, oh, sorry, Mr. Business. Um, Compass is building a differentiated end-to-end tech platform that aggregates across diverse data streams to support agents and home buyers through the entire process well beyond the initial home search. With disruptive technology and unique data advantages, custom Compass is well-positioned for future growth in a sector that represents trillions in transaction volume. But does it mean anything? What do you think? Oh, do, what do we think that means? People. 
It's just the luckiest fucking people in the world get to like what? write stuff like that and get a hundred billion dollars. Um, I just, I, I mean, wish I could you, do you've got to figure that's exhausting to write, mean- though. Like that guy's probably fucking miserable. It just I doesn't know. mean anything. Um. So I'm just sort of va- frantically gesturing at Hussein to talk into the microphone. Oh, I see. I that's what you meant. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm just like, what are you? Sa- what are you telling me? What are these words? He was he was just I just, being I just wanted to say one thing which was like hands. which was like the easiest way to make money it seems is literally what you just said about like I know we have that joke about like you know oh I identify as an attack helicopter right but what if you just said that I, mm. I identify as like a tech company and then Softback just has to give you like millions of <laughs> I, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna transition into being a tech company. I mean uh, that's like ninety percent of anything right except for like if it were don't choose like show business like if you were like mm-hmm. just like it seems like with these tech companies you can be like oh you know i got a like an idea for an app that like uh informs you when you got to do the dishes and like <laughs> uh but then you like write the thing out and you're like you're like, we're trying to disrupt dish doing and like, uh, you know, form a spot in the market and they will give you a hundred million dollars. Like so, as long as you like, cause you have to have an app, just don't choose show business because that one, they make you write stuff. Yeah, that so, sucks. Brian, you mentioned an app. I actually have the list of um, what Compass has done to make themselves a tech company as opposed to just a big real estate broker. <laughs> um, and here's what it is. So since the end. How many uh, apps? Just two. So as since the end of last year, a 20-person AI team has launched four tools, including a predictive search feature for their website that suggests properties to customers based on their browsing history. <laughs> it's Amazon. You bought a house. Would you be interested in a second or a third One tool, house? A sleek feature called Compass Collections, which serves as a sort of Pinterest for property showings. So it's also got a vision board. Zillow. A, 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 a kind of Pinterest. You mean it shows up in Google image results and then it makes you log in and nobody ever fucking does it. Um, and there's also an online forum on how to improve their products and a couple of apps, neither of which work. Great. Oh my god. I think forums are really retro. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I wish I would have got into tech. I wish I wasn't an idiot in school and just didn't do anything. And like, I wish I would have learned to code because I... I think I could be a twenty billionaire right now. Yeah, so I'm almost positive. Well, like you, you could, you could still be an idiot. You just have to be a slightly different kind also, of idiot. It's probably idiot. worth. It's probably like the also kind worth of mentioning. Like a, a generic. It's probably Sorry, also worth mentioning that like the people who run these companies don't aren't even kind of like coders themselves, right? Like Newman isn't a coder. No, um, the guys who run Uber well, aren't coders. There's not any code that's going. There's the, the right. amount of code that's go- like. There's not even coding. <laughs> yeah, it's just owning a real estate brokerage what and mean? then saying, "Oh yeah, we have a website." And this <laughs> yeah. gives you hundreds up, of millions of dollars. Fucking up at being a landlord. The easiest way to make so, a profit. Wait, and it's incredible. Like these guys. Like there's nothing anybody could be these guys. Like I, I, I was arguing, I was in an argument once with my father-in-law where I was talking about how nobody's as serves as much money as Jeff Bezos, and he's like, uh, "You, you got to be careful when you start talking about taking money from guys like Jeff Bezos who worked really hard and innovated." And I was like, "He, he invented a store. Like there was already stores. <laughs> like, he's, he's not charismatic. He's nothing. Like there's nothing." 
nothing about the guy. And that's what like fucking drives me crazy about like all the all the tech billionaires and stuff. It's like they're not even like charismatic. There's there's just nothing. Of, I don't want to be Elon Musk because he seems like a dipshit to me. You know, like Rick yeah, and Morty like, guy and stuff. It's like, what the, who wants to be that, <laughs> you know? Like, I have a recurring thing about this that I liked this better when we just had kings. <laughs> because at least then, like, you can believe that the guy was appointed by God and he has a fancy hat and stuff. Instead of being some dipshit in, like, a, a black t-shirt. Yeah, um, like, like a guy that invented a flamethrower for fun is just, oh, yeah. fuck you, dude. So, like, fuck so. this guy. If, if you have a king, he, at least he can cure fucking <laughs> scrofula. So, so, now that we're talking about the kings... Um, I, I want to move on because their, why are we different from WeWork, um, thesis seems to be mostly centered on their CEO and some of their internal policies. So in the October memo, she noted that all employees have to, of Compass have to fly in coach and that any expense over a thousand dollars has to be personally signed off by the CFO. So... You know, the fact that, like, because that's the major problem with WeWork, right? Was that Adam Newman had, like, a gold bathtub and flew everywhere in a private jet. It wasn't that it was a fundamentally unsound organization. Right. <laughs> what else what, is, what else does it say differentiates them? Um, so, this is, this is what I find very funny. Uh, 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 the CEO, uh, Refkin, said, People don't just work for money. They work for impact. So, I understand how important culture is. It doesn't even. No, you don't understand Damn. anything. Then, yeah, if you, you don't, but it doesn't even think make that people sense. Just work for money, especially it. Re real estate agents. Is he, is he, is real is estate he, agents just do it for the love of paperwork. Is he just saying that like culture <laughs> can't work if people don't work with the soul? What does he mean? I, my brain is like melting. He means right now. don't. He means yeah, don't look at our yeah, business model. Right. Like, okay, I'll say this. I don't just work for money. I work for like my own satisfaction and to make an impact and stuff, but I'm also a fucking podcaster for a living. Yeah. Where like <laughs> yeah. saying that to anybody that has like a real job is so that that is like the fundamental problem with right. like corporate America at this point where it's like uh uh they're like Oh, the employees, we had a record year this year. I'll say this about like my wife's company. They're like, we had a record year this year. So they hand them a t-shirt with the slogan of the company on it. And then they have like a Dirks Bentley concert for them where the guy <laughs> sings songs about like the company. And it's like, nobody wanted that. You know, at least like, like in the mid two, yeah. <laughs> at least in the mid 2000s, it was like T-Pain. Well, um, that's the other <laughs> yeah. thing. Uh, Compass also sent all of its employees on buses rather than planes to a three-week camping holiday in the Adirondacks. See, fuck so that means that. a working class. Uh, so we also back to the CEO though because I love this. Uh, three this is, weeks? Did you say three weeks? I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off there. Did you say a three-week camping trip? Uh, I People just strand yeah, you in Camp the Adirondacks. Compass 2018 on, on Compass Real Estate's YouTube channel. Of Check course, it, out. it was a fucking summer camp. All these three people weeks, are the same. Three weeks is a fucking a month. That is the I can't I can't even tour for three weeks. 
we've we've gotten to the point where the capitalists are gulagging themselves. <laughs> they're, they're able to fucking actually like just imagine telling your kissing your family good like I, I gotta kiss my wife and kid goodbye and say I'll be back in three weeks. I'm going to grab ass with everybody I work with out in the Adirondacks. <laughs> I'm going to work. Camp. <laughs> no, don't worry. I'm, I'm going to camp, but it's it's for the culture. It's fun. So here's the, here's the more about their CEO, which I love. On a drizzly day in mid-August, Refkin was dressed in a gray suit and white dress shirt with no tie. His uniform when he's not clad in oh, his compass Iranian. swag. Where's your compass t-shirt? An agent called out as Refkin strode onto the 11th floor of the company's headquarters at 95th Avenue. That's the Robert we know and love. Not love. Love, is, was... love is the wrong word. Yeah. Mm. Hey, oh, we... No, no, we, we have a deep love for this man because he wears a slightly different kind of shirt. <laughs> um, Refkin's demeanor so always softens when he stops to make small talk with the brokers. He doesn't want to seem arrogant or entitled, one of the executives said. Which I think is so funny, right? Like, because they're all trying to be the, oppos the opposite of the last thing that fucked up by changing the most surface level shit. So it's like... Yeah, it's it's gonna flip back around. The next guy after this implodes is gonna be another like Napoleonic massive so, ego but the, guy. So now there's just like this six point four billion dollar startup that's essentially a website that doesn't quite work. Um, is saying no, 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 don't worry. Our valuations aren't irrational. Our CEO is like a bus station guy. <laughs> You see, he's. I mean, have you considered that he's nice, and that's worth six point four billion? No, what if he's cool? No, because I'm nice, and I'm not worth six point four billion dollars. <laughs> so no, I will not. I, I love the shirt thing because, like, I'm doing this thing about uh, uh, shock jocks on my feed, and like, uh, there is this like clip where like they all work in radio, you know, and like uh, I found this leaked meeting of Howard Stern talking oh, no. to his audience. And he's fucking yelling at them because they don't wear Howard Stern shirts to work. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Howard Stern in charge of a tech company when? <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, you know what? I'll send you. Uh, I'll send you the link to the meeting and you will definitely be like, oh, my God. He is just a normal, regular boss guy because he's gi <laughs> he, he's giving a PowerPoint that he clearly made himself. <laughs> very uncomfortable. Very like everybody that I've sent it to. It's fifth. Everybody I sent it to has been like, "This is fifty three minutes long," and then they're like, "I watched all fifty three minutes twice." <laughs> <laughs> so, um. I I I'm aware, Brian. You um you have to roll in a moment, but um, I do have to leave in three minutes. <laughs> yes, uh, it, with these last three minutes, let us speculate. Uh, first, if Howard Stern was a tech company, he would clearly be saying like, "I'm I'm disrupting soap by making a new engineered formula that you buy in an app. My company is worth nine billion dollars. I haven't figured out the recipe yet. What I'm, do you think he would do?" I, I, uh, Howard Stern, what would he do? I mean, he would make a fucking fart app. Like, I can guarantee he would be like, I've made this app that smells your farts. And, uh, because it has to have to do with farts if he's Howard Stern. I've decided to make this app that smells your farts and then tells you, uh, <laughs> what you, if you're healthy, if your food has been healthy. And it's called like the Fart Man app. And, uh, I'm going to need seven billion dollars to make it. 
It just it just works like Theranos. It just takes a tiny oh, no. sum oh, no. of it's, your it's parts. An, it's, it's an app in your phone. It doesn't even take in any of the actual physical uh, gas released by your body. It just hears if you're farting and then just tells you whatever shit. However, and here's the sound. And the sound of your fart can you if you hear the sound of your fart, you can tell if you had broccoli that day. That's <laughs> the Howard Stern app. Thank you. So uh, with that, uh, Brian, thank you very much for hopping on for the first uh, first two thirds of this episode. I yeah, and I apologize, guy. Overslept. I know it's at noon. I am a piece of shit. It's all but, good. Uh, I owe you. <laughs> Don't worry about it. It's a I pleasure. owe you all, and thanks for having me on. Yo, Brian, anytime. And people can find you on Street Fight, and they can also find you and Felix Biederman on Shock Jocks. Uh, yes, uh, the Street Fight Patreon $5 level, we have a show called Shocktober, where me and Felix uh, analyze one shock jock every week for five weeks, and then people love it, people seem to really like it, I recommend it, it's very fun, and uh, Man Cow is a dipshit. Hell so, yeah. Uh, that's tune, in. <laughs> tune into that shit. Uh, thanks, and, guys. Um, thanks a lot, Brian. Uh, now for... All right. I think we have time for one more, one more article. Just, just the three of us. Um, Reading series. Oh, yeah. Yes. So, uh, the podcast's favorite Labrador in politics has written an article again, and it's very short and it's very fun. Great. <laughs> um, so here is what Matt Hancock, the health and social care secretary, has written. Friend of the show. Of Walking course. the dog or joining a choir can ease the pain. <laughs> The, the the like existential pain. Uh, uh, <laughs> well, my man, my man's been listening to XXXTentacion. Yeah, I think uh -huh. that's got to be what it is. He's been thinking about that suicide shit. He's just like, no, not today. When we go to see our GP, Hancock writes, we want them to help us feel better. When we go to see our shared GP on a big tandem yeah. bicycle, <laughs> we all, all the entire country rides a gigantic bicycle to go see the one GP <laughs> yeah. that's left. <laughs> um, also, I like. I just love the idea that Matt Hancock is kind of figuring this stuff out, stuff out as he writes it. Where he's like, "Okay, why do people want to go mm. to see the GP to make themselves feel better?" There we go. Okay, we're rolling now, baby. You just go to your GP because your vibes are <laughs> off. We want them to make the pain go away, to cure our condition, and to, for them to help us feel ourselves again. Human condition. Sometimes that will mm. mean we need medical treatment, not under the NHS, as Matt Hancock runs it, of course. Um, but as I've come to realize, the best medicine is not always found in the form of a pill or indeed anything behind the counter at a local pharmacist. <laughs> yeah, you, you have to get the lighter under he's the spoon He's writing about vibes. He's writing about vibes. He's literally yeah. writing about vibes. He is basically what this article is going to say. Oh my that, god, Marianne no, Hancock. I, I, I'm saying it's even more. I'm saying he wants basically to make the movie Patch Adams part of the UK's like medical strategy. <laughs> <laughs> this is Matt Hancock with crystals and orbs. We know, for example, fellas, have you heard about astrology? We know, for example, that walking the dog mm. each day can often breathe life and energy back into a person with a painful chronic illness. So, no, let's not fund the treatment uh, okay. of any of this. What if they just got a dog? Also, it's like factually incorrect. Also, talking to your microphone. No. But also, like, it's, that's, fact that's factually incorrect. <laughs> yeah, like, but he heard it. But he heard it somewhere. One of his friends said. Don't forget, Matt Hancock it doesn't know better. He's got a lot of yeah. He he heard it from beyond the veil. <laughs> He's got a lot of friends, I guess. So how the chance to meet people at a local community choir can offer relief to a person with dementia, or how a game of walking football can bring together people who are lonely. 
This is just he just saw promoted tweets from like supermarkets. No, what he's uh, the, this is what, like a yeah. It's a Sainsbury's. What he's done ad. is he's gone to like that stationery store in the UK called Scribbler, where they have like a collection of notebooks which all have like inspirational, so-called inspirational quotes on them, like the whole like yes. live life, live laugh love thing. Um, hang out with your friends. Every day is grind day. Prosecco for me, etc. Yeah, so I think with this is like this is why Matt Hancock, like he's he and Liz Truss will never be beaten as Instagram Tories, right? <laughs> and for the record, I am absolutely about treating gender dysphoria with prosecco. <laughs> but I mean, it, it it is both a treatment and also the end state because then you then you can be a very basic white girl. <laughs> um. Just a few weeks ago, a study from the Wildlife Trust added to the weight of evidence that doing activities outdoors can help alleviate symptoms for people with anxiety and depression. What a <laughs> Why does that sound euphemistic? Uh, what are you doing? Uh, activity. Uh, yeah, don't also, worry it's, it. it's great because it means that instead of funding mental health care and parks, we can just cut the funding in half for both, and then one can do double jobs. Right. Well, actually, you know, I, I, I was reading this, and it kind of... I, I see where it comes from in the sense, not in the sense that like it's like legitimate, but also that this is an argument that like lots of the kind of, I guess, for lack of a better phrase, like the IEA kind of people like to um, talk about. And they like to do it under the guise of like, well, you know, um, the left love to talk about, uh, you know, the left love to talk about how much they hate corporations, but they seem to love big pharma, especially when it comes to antidepressants. Um, so they kind of like draw this false equivalence between like critic like criticizing legitimately criticizing like pharmaceutical companies not for the creation of pharmaceuticals but like for like the absolutely absurd charges that are like placed on them or like the massive like price inflations or things that are designed to like marginalize poor people and they just like take it to a whole like just a whole other level of you know well we're proposing like natural solutions like going out for a walk but this also ignores like a second problem too which is <laughs> what, that what? like the people that they're talking about like you know, a lot of the time they live in, you know, they live in kind of really like torn down towns. They live in like really hard to live in cities. That's right? true. Like some of these, so a lot of these people who have like chronic illnesses yeah. might be like living in a council house and they've never been off their estate. Right. Yeah. How the fuck, how the or, like, fuck are they going to go to an AONB? Right. Or like, or like the parks. How are you going to get like, a dog? Yeah. How, how are you going to get a dog gonna... if your landlord yeah. like isn't going to let you do it? How do you kind of even like take a walk in like a park or a playground when it's like privately or privately owned and you're not allowed to go into that space, right? What about like yeah, what, what if what if your GP was the park? <laughs> <laughs> so 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 this is like and he can write about this as like someone who comes for, from his perspective or like one of his friends because like they live in middle class count like like countryside, right? Yeah, they they literally could go. They, oh, good. It's a good thing I don't need to go to the GP. I live on an estate. I can just walk around the grounds of my estate. Yeah, just just pick some medicinal herbs <laughs> and do some parkour. Yeah, and that, yeah. that's right. Like it's the thing. It's like this is probably isn't even wrong. Like I'm sure mm. that like getting out into the community and hanging out with people probably does help. It does. Like, yeah, yeah. It all of this shit's right. It's just you can tell it's so transparently cynically deployed. Yeah, yeah. And, and 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 like not to do more Marion Williamson stuff, but. The crisis of vibes in this country, <laughs> right? Like, you're not going to be able to fucking join a choir if you're so beaten down by austerity or the hostile environment everywhere or the police. Any number yeah, of you, things. It's just going to totally uh, take away those options yeah, if, for you. Um, if, if you have a zero hours contract 
if they call you in the middle of your choir practice, oops, looks like it's depression yeah, again this week. But not not even not even the practical barriers. I mean, just in terms of vibes, yeah. right? Like, if if you get off work and and it's like you're one day off and it's you're just exhausted, you're not gonna fucking go and join a a, a male voice choir. <sighs> so today he says, I'm launching. You get a podcast <laughs> like normal people. Today, he says. And you deal with your depression I'm that way. the National Academy for Social Prescribing. The realization of a long-held ambition of mine to ensure people have access to a huge range of options to improve their health. Although... Fucking... There's a th this is a yeah. thing, right? Doctors talk... GPs talking about prescribing uh, alternative therapies like getting a dog or joining a choir is a thing that is known in doctor's circles as shit life syndrome, because you can't prescribe away something like unemployment. Yeah. It's it's literally a thing used to like deride Matt Hancock's own policies, and he just looks at it because he has the brain of a Labrador, and is like, wow, this is I mean, it, awesome. I mean, it's basically like a few steps away from like him proposing mindfulness as like a legitimate strategy. Although, that's to, not yeah. a few steps away, that just like, literally what? is that. Which, which they absolutely well, will do if you try and get psychiatric in, in, in treatment the sense on the what, NHS. You know, it, it goes back to what you're, like, what you're saying, which is that, in theory, like, he's not wrong, right? Like, even, you know, most doctors, like, you know, even kind of most, like, mental health activists kind of say that actually, like, these things can really help because, you know, you know medicinal, uh, like, medicinal prescriptions... Um, you know, they kind of only resolve like a few problems, but they're not kind of, you know, you kind of need these societal changes, which is why whenever we talk about like mental health and well-being, what we're actually, what we actually like need to be talking about more is, well, how do we kind of create a society where people aren't like so reliant on yeah. like medication and stuff like that. Hmm. And right. Or, or even, even just a society with less arbitrary uh, cruelty and right. venality. And, you know, it, I, I'm just thinking about this. I was thinking about this, like, on the way here, which was, like, he's also just talking to white people. Like, let's be quite frank here. Like, yeah. he's talking to, you know, he's talking mm -hmm. to white people. And when you, you know, when you're a person of color, especially a person of color who is poor and, you know, is kind of more, you know, subject more to, like, state surveillance, you know, policing. Oh, we yeah. Spoke if you go and hang out with your friends and you get put on a watch list. Right. Like... <laughs> Yeah, that's that's gang. Right, like, you know, yeah, like I, you 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 become a minor gangster in Rory Stewart's <laughs> words. I, I love I love like trying to go to the cinema with my friends and then accidentally ending up in like a uh, in in a deportation center. Mm. Um, or Diane Abbott's mm. considering closing one of those. Right. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's 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 actually how MS Thirteen started. Was did people want to go and see right. a movie? So like, if you're kind of you know, so if you if you're in a government that's like actively like restraining people from living their lives, and then kind of telling people that hey, the only thing that you need to do to like help you feel better is to live your life. It's sort of it kind of like cancels each other out, which I'm sure he's aware yeah. of. But it's I, like I, yeah, I, I I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. Yeah, I'm not stopping you from joining <laughs> this choir. The, the GP, the GP just writes. You know, they scribble on their prescription pad and they just give you you the prescription pad and they've just written live, laugh, love and tell you to frame the, the piece of paper. <laughs> <laughs> but literally, though, this prescription pad <sighs> is the prescription. All we can afford to give you is this piece of paper. That's the other thing. I want to go. Fuck you, Matt Hancock. Fund my I vagina. I want to go back. Fund this pussy, baby. I want to go back to yes. uh, to what Matt Hancock said, which is it's a long-held ambition of mine to ensure people have access to a huge range of options to improve their health. What he's doing is he's giving everyone a huge range of options at the expense of any depth in any of the ones that work. 
Like, no, no, are we going to give you doctors? No, but, but we're going to give you several apps, an right. instruction to go get some fresh air, it's, suggest you get a dog, and then right. I don't know them. It's it's yeah. a choice. You have options a choice kind of, in, of these trivialities. Options kind of indicate that like the medicinal like route is a legitimate one that everyone has access to taking. Yeah. What he's doing is restricting people's choices. It's like, well, we're going to take away the choice that could help you the most, but what we're going to do instead is give you a bunch of options which will help you the least yeah but you have choice because yeah, the market but, that, but that's right. more things. Yeah, that's four things and like you know that's... abundance is you know look at look how abundant yeah. like look how great capitalism is yeah, look at all the stuff you get um, none of it works but you, there's so much of it you can use two apps to meditate <laughs> and look, you can walk we, in this small little square outside your estate we, what we've done is we've replaced the entire country's prescription service with kickstarter so you just back a pill that you mm. think will help you matt hancock has had had, had a meeting um, to launch a very interesting new mindfulness startup, and he had a meeting with like this uh, this very promising company. You might have heard of it. It's called SoftBank. <laughs> so we want every person in England to have access to these kinds of services over the next few years. You know, because you don't because all the people who don't currently have access to parks will have access to parks when a GP tells them to go for a walk in the park over the next few years, mm -hmm. even. Right. Yeah. So like, you know, take take a train and two buses. Mm -hmm. Um, and talking to the mic and like make sure your kid has like you know because also you know also this is you know the people like a lot of people who are subject to this are like single parents right yeah. so what do you do with yeah. your kid what do you do when you're you know you know when your kids at school and you have to work what, like what, multiple what you, jobs and you know what what do you what do you do with obesity how, how do you does your gp prescribes you a diet to lose weight and you live in a food desert what good is that gonna do um what, well i mean i don't know gains maybe i guess it's it's, <laughs> it's just it's it's it yeah. is all you, instagram you, you just, so matt you, hancock is mm. actually aiming to get everyone jacked they're they just like i said these people just look at promoted instagram stories from fitness influencers and like book summary services and like i don't know jordan peterson's daughter and they're just like we're gonna make all of our policy based on that um I, I i like how we've gone from a headline which is quite affable right like walking the dog or joining a choir can ease pain sounds like fucking like local news yeah. right and we've stripped away some layers here and it's actually quite evil what? on no. the face of it what no, that's not our, our idiom. Just a, bit, just, just a bit of trivia here, but do you know Jordan Peterson's daughter is dating Andrew Tate? Yes, I did see that because you showed me. <laughs> it was like two in the morning and I was just like, I just got into this weird hole and I was like, what? That's crazy. I think, look, they're probably going to have a great time in Bishop Stortford. Right. Just, well, Andrew Tate just walks around beating the shit just out of two, everyone. In just two slabs of jerky just banging <laughs> off each other. Just, just, well, well, I just like the idea that Andrew Tate can't stop going to provincial, like, awful suburban <laughs> London towns and just hating the UK because Hamill Hampstead sucks. Um, so... Hancock goes on in what I think is probably the most egregious line of this article. Patients have the right to expect care from the NHS that treats them as a person, not a medical condition. So, translating, patients have the right to expect care from the NHS that does not treat their medical condition. Yes. Yeah. But they will see your whole yeah, person. They'll be your friend. They will check yeah, your vibes. It is. Vi prescription vibe check. <laughs> Oh God! Yeah, I don't even know what to, I don't even I know what to say like about this. that because also it's just like no, you know, like if you've got an actual like medical problem, if you've got like a medical issue that needs to be dealt with, and like the way that you deal with it 
if you you know if you're kind of able to like medicinally then like treating you as a person means, right, means treating you as thing. like a human being i.e this human being needs yes. to have this medication if they are going to like live the best life that they yes. can yeah yeah, yeah but, 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 I, I, but, I want to be but, well but it's expensive it's expensive to do that yeah it's really expensive. But walking in the park is free. It's, it's free. Especially if like you have a mortgage <laughs> and you live in now. I, I, I can't wait for us to hire a bunch of like Italian doctors who all of right. whose prescriptions is like, hey baby, a smile is free. I mean I mean this you, I, you hire an Italian doctor and he prescribes you to see Pagliacci <laughs> the clown. I mean, I mean this 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 type of advice Matt Hancock is giving out is like it kind of really just does apply to like mortgage owners in Hemel Hempstead where the only threat when it comes to walking in a park is getting punched in the face by Andrew Tate. <laughs> like, and arguably you don't know when that's going to happen. <laughs> that's true. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> kills me. Oh, it fucking slays me every single time. <laughs> that's that's why that's why you need the that's dog is to protect you against Andrew Tate. <laughs> we, look, but how come we have an we have an we have an immigration policy that keeps letting in these like incredibly insane violent kickboxers? <laughs> We have to deploy the gunboats to stop to come and terrorize English commuter towns outside of London. Host, host, that, that's, that's what Diane Abbott should be announcing as a hostile environment for one guy in Lewis. For just one fucking dick. <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> we keep the same number of immigration officers that are just all following him around. <laughs> In like a, a Macedonian phalanx, so this is like sixty a sixty cop buffer between him and everyone else. <laughs> keeping 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 the country's like twenty three year old coked up shit heels safe from getting their shit kicked in <laughs> by one psychopath in a BMW. <laughs> he drives. A, I think he drives a Ferrari now. Oh god damn. <laughs> oh, special guy. Oh, special I feel... special guy. <laughs> I needed that. <laughs> that was cathartic. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all right. I think I think that's 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 all you get for this week. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Just the image of Andrew Tate's Ferrari uh, in a 60 mile long convoy with every single immigration enforcement van in the country. That's the, that's the type of future that the liberals want. And that is the type of future that the liberals yeah. will get like, after the general election. Labour generally has been very shitty on the hostile environment. Like I remarked a couple of times that like Diane, so like Diane Abbott, like for being pretty, really, really good in almost every other area, just really kind of fucks mm -hmm. it when it comes to the hostile environment. So we need to somehow shift Labour's policy to <laughs> just protecting the country from Andrew Tate. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> all right. So I think now it falls only to me to retroactively thank Brian Quinby from Street Fight once again for coming on. Uh, to thank you all for listening, to remind you that we also have a Patreon. It's five bucks a month. You can subscribe to it. Y'all know what it is. Um, and uh, Alice, when do you have another episode of So There's Your Problem coming out? 
Oh, soon. Um, yeah, just so keep one eye on Do Not Eat's YouTube channel, and uh, as always, close Dungavel and Yarlswood Immigration Removal Centers. Indeed. Um, and we also are going to have some live dates coming up, but those have been a little bit in flux recently, so do watch this space for some... F- some live shows. Yeah, we're, we're, we're waiting on the European Council to tell us how long until the live show. <laughs> um, yeah, anything else? Any more uh, for any more? Buy my book. Please buy my book. Yeah, please. That's it. Well, yeah, buy, buy, buy the book. book. Buy the book, please. Obviously. But don't buy it buy from Amazon. Book. No, don't do that. Buy it directly from the no. publisher. Uh, Let's put a link in the, in the description for that. Us. Buy it from, like, Waterstones, maybe, if you have to, because they're, like, bad, too, but... You can just find a good indie bookshop. If you go into Waterstones and you see like a short, angry, bald man punching over bookshelves, <laughs> get out. Especially if you're in like high brooms. In, in like the vegan section. No, sorry. It's not high brooms. It's three brooms. Really? It is high brooms. Three bridges, high gonna, brooms, Wibblefield. You're just going to name more and more uh, like outer London suburbs. Yes, I am. Just Orpington. Yeah. Just, uh, oh, if you're in Sydenham, watch and you see a, t- a tiny bald man try to crash Freaking a Ferrari into you. Watch Hell, out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like if the next time I'm in Milton Keynes, I'm keeping my head on a swivel. Yeah, you you should. You should. <laughs> All right. Yeah, you watch your fucking sex. <laughs> All right. Uh oh the, that's the problem with HS2. It's gonna give Andrew Tate a wider berth of London commuter towns. <laughs> no. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> so we have to stop HS2. <laughs> That's why cross. That's why Crossroll hasn't like been finished yet. They're afraid. Yeah, they're because, afraid because they're concerned that Andrew Tate could expand to Oxfordshire. It's like one of those Syria ISIS maps of like who holds power where. And just yeah. Andrew Tate's face pushing further and further out. Episode we graphic. Have, Episode we graphic. have to. We have to arm and train the moderate rebels in Hemel Hempstead. You have to arm and train the, the just the guys in Hemel Hempstead who work in like in the, work as like junior estate agents and play on the fruit machines at Weatherspoons. <laughs> no one is going to understand any of this. There you go. Good. <laughs> this is this is literally just for us. Classic. It's a classic trash feature. So. Uh, okay. All right. Okay. We really ha- do have to go now. All Thank right. you all for listening. You Later. know what to do. Subscribe to shit. Go to other shit. Do do things. Make some plans. Have some fun. Pl- plug plug right. plug yes. the theme and song. I, I always forget to do this. Our theme song is by, called "Here We Go." It's by Jin Sang. You can find it on Spotify. It's really good. You should listen to all of his tunes. I found it from a Simpson Wave playlist, and I've just been listening to all of his shit ever Jesus. since. Anyways. I will will hear from all of you soon. Oh, and tune in for our bonus this week. It's the Halloween Spooktacular that we recorded last week (laughs) with the ghost of James Meadway. Later, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.